As you heard, our gospel opens. John is tripped over the news that an outsider is operating in Jesus' name. Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. John doesn't say that this stranger interfered with their work or opposed them. He just says he was not following us. Never mind that the outsider was successful and alleviating suffering and giving credit to Jesus. What seemed to matter most to John was that he wasn't one of them. This sounds to be like a variation of last week's argument among the disciples. You remember when they wrangled about who among them was the greatest? Now they're complaining that this outsider who's getting the attention, they may have felt they alone were due. He is a stumbling block to their status, their power, and their recognition. And remember how last week's argument ended. It ended with Jesus taking a child into his arms and saying, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. To make his point, Jesus speaks of a child, but he's really talking about anyone who is vulnerable, powerless, and dependent. Anyone who is new to the journey of faith. A child in Jesus' day had no rights, no status, no, no economic uh, value. A child was a consumer and not a producer. So Jesus is challenging the disciples and us to welcome and receive into our lives anyone like this, regardless of age. Today's gospel is a continuation and part of last week's story. Jesus and his disciples are in the same house. The child is still in Jesus' arms. And Jesus is teaching ever more urgently as the time to head to Jerusalem draws near, the time to approach the cross draws near. John, however, wants to make the conversation about this other guy, this stumbling block. The disciples are still preoccupied with their own concerns about greater and lesser, who is in and who is out. They're busy drawing, li drawing lines in the sand. And isn't that what we so often do with people we determine to be our stumbling blocks? We draw lines in the sand, draw rings around us and them, and we too try to stop them in their tracks. John responds, that Jesus responds to John and to us by erasing the line and enlarging the circle and widening the path. He isn't concerned about where we stand in the eyes of others or those we blame for our own stumbling. He is concerned, however, about the ones we edge out and trip up. He wants us to think about how we might be impeding others and what we could do instead to lead others, and especially the vulnerable, 
into God's loving and healing embrace. So Jesus is asking us to look at our own behaviors, our own values, our own standards of living. It's as if he's saying to John, don't worry about the other guy. Worry about yourself. Jesus is asking us to look within ourselves. The greatest stumbling blocks are not outside us, but within us. Anger and revenge, arrogance and prejudice, heartless ambition, the need to be right, self-justification, an unwillingness to listen, pride, fear, busyness, lies, gossip, overreaching power and control. These and a thousand other things like them are what cause us to trip others and to stumble ourselves. Jesus is asking us to identify how we get in our own way and in the way of others. The countless ways we detour from following him, from living vulnerably and courageously as children, and from putting up roadblocks that keep others and ourselves from entering into the fullness of life that God has in mind. And it's not only looking at ourselves as individual stumbling blocks. The greater stumbling blocks are systemic. In what ways is our legal system a stumbling block to justice for all? In what ways has patriotism become a stumbling block for freedom? In what ways has the church kept others from recognizing themselves as made in the image and likeness of God? In what ways does our first world economy impoverish others? Our intemperate love of worldly goods corrupt the climate. In what ways do you and I participate in and perpetuate these and other systemic stumbling blocks? It would be better for you, Jesus warns, to cut off the hand or the foot or tear out the eye that causes you to stumble than to suffer the consequences of where your choices and your actions are leading you. It would be wrong to take this gruesome passage literally. But it would be even worse if we did not take it seriously. Jesus is asking us to clear the path for others and to remove the obstacles in our own way so that we might inhabit the kingdom of God together, here and now, whole and holy. The harsh words and violent images that Jesus uses today acknowledge that it may well be painful to sever our attachments to power, wealth, comfort, and privilege. The process of removing a stumbling block from the path of faith can feel like surgery without anesthesia. Saying goodbye to a harmful relationship, surrendering a cherished point of view, 
breaking an addiction, forgiving a family member, making big lifestyle changes for the sake of other peoples or creation, or dismantling familiar systems that exploit and oppress, all these things can feel like deaths, like drownings, like losing our arms and legs. Jesus knows it hurts to change. It hurts to cut off the precious, familiar things we cling to for dear life, even as those very things slowly kill us. And yet, Jesus says what he says today for our betterment. It is better for you. He says four times, it is better for you. That's what this work, this dismantling of obstacles and clearing the path is about. Jesus wants us to live better lives for ourselves, for our neighbors, for our planet. So that we might be at peace, that we might know genuine peace with one another and with creation so that we might all find ourselves at home in God. And that begins with looking at ourselves and not each other. In what ways have we caused ourselves or someone else to stumble? And what might we need to change or give up in order to become those better selves? as individuals, a nation, a church? What if we committed to help one another live into our better selves? What might that look like? What if we were more concerned with another's success than our own? What if John had offered the outsider a high five and a word of encouragement? Maybe, just maybe, we would become building blocks rather than stumbling blocks. And wouldn't we rather build up than trip up in the name of Christ? Amen. <laughs>